Today's episode of the Finding Light podcast is sponsored by Joe Garrett at Garrett and Robinson Investment, where they deliver the support and financial guidance that you need regardless of what the upcoming days, weeks, or even months might bring. And Dr. Donna Thomas-Moses, who specializes in periodontics, temporomandibular complex, TMJ, and dental implants. At her practice, she strives to make you feel comfortable and relaxed throughout your evaluation and treatment. Visit sarahclaudia.com for more information about our wonderful sponsors. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Finding Light podcast, where we talk about finding light and happiness despite the dark circumstances we may be facing. I'm your host, speaker and author, Sarah Claudia Tillman, joined by my wonderful co-host and friend, Erica Rivers. Hey, hey, Miss Author. Yes, I know, I had to throw that in there. I like it. Well, we're going to start off this episode, as we always do, by talking about the best things that happened to us this week, no matter how big or how small. And mine, in my little world, is very exciting because <laughs> I got more Christmas decorating done, and I got more presents wrapped and under the tree and just enjoyed um, wallowing in some peppermint bark eating. <laughs> I just love Christmas, y'all. So uh, it's, been a, it's it. been a good week. Well, your house is a winter wonderland. It is. <laughs> it's all cozy. Yes, I love it. Mine is not yet because I'm a real tree girl. But it's okay. It's fine. I feel you, girl. Well, mine is from a very mundane part of my day yesterday. So I was driving to church last night, and I decided to play a really old playlist on my phone. It's called Jesus Fill Me Up. I wonder what that means, right? <laughs> well, y'all, Jesus filled me up. I Aww. was about closing my eyes, lifting my hands. While you are driving? Swerving. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I mean, I didn't actually close my eyes. But hands were definitely raised. Oh my goodness. Well, that's definitely a good time. I mean, you're driving to church, feeling Uh Jesus. Yeah, I got more into that worship than the actual worship at church. Yeah. But today our Bible verse comes from our very special guest. It can be found in Matthew 6, 26. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? This verse is amazing. We were talking about this today when you were talking about um, some things in your life Mm -hmm. that, you know, you've been worried about money and finances and things like that. And I said to you, you know, Erica, it's something we all worry about, but God's always going to provide. Exactly. But when we try to take it into our own hands, it just stresses us out, makes us worry. We get bogged down, Mm -hmm. but we really have to give it to him and know like, seriously, if he takes care of the birds... He is going to care for us. Yeah, I love that verse. Well, I'm excited about today's episode. Our guest is my friend, Melissa Hill, who I had the privilege of meeting a few months ago, actually in Toastmasters Club. And after facing some health challenges as a young woman, Melissa endured some setbacks and trials that probably would have stopped most people in their tracks. But she was able to push forward and learn how to see those hurdles as blessings. And today she's going to share that story with us. So I'm excited, Melissa. I appreciate you coming and welcome to the Finding Light podcast. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I have to say, just sitting here with you guys, the atmosphere is so fun and lighthearted. Like I've just enjoyed just being here in your presence. First of all, I'm humbled that you even asked me to be here today uh, means more to me than you'll ever know. So just being in this room right now 
I tell you, um, is just fills my heart. Aww. So I appreciate being here. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. you have been such a good like mentor and friend to me. And even before I heard your story, but especially after hearing your story, I was like, wow, she's, she's something else. So why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little insight to that story? So tell us kind of who you were before all of your health challenges and how your journey started. Um, I would define myself as a younger version of Melissa. I was a softball player. Okay. That's how I define <laughs> myself. I was an athlete. I lived softball, breathed softball. Oh man, I just couldn't get enough of it. I did it all the time. So naturally I wanted to take it to the next level. I wanted to go to college and play softball. So I got that opportunity and uh, it was a small college, but I didn't care. I just wanted to get there and play. That was my dream. So I made it. I, I, I worked hard. I, I was able to start um, at third base and I was a backup pitcher. And it was a small two-year college, but I saw it as I absolutely loved every minute of it. And I, I, I got there, finally got there. And I was enjoying school, meeting a lot of people. My first year was a dream, everything I ever wanted. And then start of my sophomore year is when my life changed forever. I woke up sick and I never got better. It took them probably about a year to figure it out. So I pushed through softball and was trying to get up and do all the workouts and try to manage school and working. So I was also working at a small job on the weekends here and there, because we all know you're just broke in college. Yeah. It's just hard. Yeah. It's just hard. So, you know, when I could work, I would squeeze in work on the weekends. So, um, you know, I thought it was just going to eventually just go away. I was going to get better. Test after test after test. Finally, they uh, figured it out. And I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I had never heard of it. I was honestly in denial. Never. No, I don't have a disease. I'm in college. I'm in the best shape of my absolute life. How could I be sick? So, um, I basically tried to push through a little bit harder and try to figure out how to balance school, playing softball and being sick. And I was dropping weight, dropping muscle, and I couldn't really keep food down. I was hurting all the time. And so I let softball go. And I was at a point in my life where you were supposed to be trying to figure out what you were going to do with yourself, right? So you're 19, 20 years old, and you're supposed to start figuring it out, right? Hey, I want to, I got to figure my future out and this is the path I'm going to take. So I thought it was on that path. And when I got diagnosed, that all went away. I was a little bit lost. I was trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. Softball got taken away and it was who I thought I was mm -hmm. that I had defined myself by uh, being a softball player. So when that was taken away, I was stuck saying, well, well what's next? What, do mm -hmm. I, what am I going to do? So I changed my major and yeah. kind of went through. And during that time, I had met a guy, and mm -hmm. we ended up transferring over to West Georgia, the University of West Yay, Georgia. There yeah, you go. yeah. <laughs> so great place. Ended up graduating from there, but I was working full time, and I was pushing through all the things you're supposed to push through in life. Mm -hmm. Right? I was trying to get through college. Uh, finally graduated. I did did get married. But right after getting married is when um, the health challenges got worse. Mm -hmm. They got harder. So when you first get married, there's a challenges already there oh, yeah. <laughs> for a young married couple, the financial challenges, yeah. the figuring out challenges. So you add medical bills on top of that. Mm -hmm. And it was a burden that we weren't ready for, right? That we, we both tried to figure out things and me being sick and him trying to figure out how to take care of a sick wife, being a new husband, and me not wanting to be sick. 
pushing myself harder than I probably should have. Yeah. But I ended up um, having going through surgery, my first surgery, where they took out some of my intestines, some of my colon, some of my colon, and I ended up with a colostomy bag. All that means is things were basically rerouted, and I emptied my output um, when I went to the bathroom into a bag, my body. So I was almost 30 when that first one happened. Um, but leading up to that and all the side effects and the things that come along with Crohn's, you don't really talk about it much. Mm -hmm. So you can only imagine you don't want to talk about a bag hanging off of your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though most people didn't see it, right? Yeah, but still, it's still there and you still, still know there. that. Yeah. And it makes noises yeah. that you can't control. Yeah. Right? Oh. So then you got to say, then you got to explain it when they hear the noise, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm about 30 when that first happened. And it took a little time to, I guess, kind of figure out how my new body felt. A lot of things were removed. My body shape changed from losing so much weight. And then I have a bag that I'm trying to understand, wondering, honestly, could I ever wear the clothes I like again, yeah. or am I going to have to change the kind of clothes I wear? So it was little things like that, that honestly, uh, all girls wonder about yeah. no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then you add some health problem in there. Yeah. So I got through that surgery. Um, and I started living, learning how to live life with it. And, um, scared to play ball. Honestly, I was scared to pick up my glove and even try to catch a ball. I was scared it was going to hit my stomach. Uh, mm -hmm. that it was going to cause me to have another surgery. And to be scared of a ball when you grew up playing ball really bothered me to have said I once was an athlete, now I'm scared of a ball. Mm -hmm. So um, I worked really hard to kind of push through that. I have to say I'm still uncomfortable on, on a field to this day, but I did um, get over some of that fear. But about the time I got settled into that surgery and I was getting over my fear of trying to catch a softball again and, and not be scared it was going to hurt me, I um, got really sick again. And through some major challenges, I ended up with a bad infection that basically I had to go get another procedure. During that procedure, I aspirated and ended mm -hmm. up with double pneumonia and wasn't oh, yeah. in good shape. ICU for a little while, and they weren't sure if I was going to pull through. But during this whole time, I was needing another surgery but my body wasn't well enough to handle another surgery to help my Crohn's disease. So finally, I got well, got through the double pneumonia, pulled through, and had to have another surgery in an effort to save my life because the Crohn's had gotten so bad, they had to go in and remove my whole colon this time. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they took my original colostomy, and they removed that. And so I had a little hole on that side of my stomach. They took out my colon, so that left me with an ileostomy, which means I have no colon, so just my small intestine is pulled through my abdomen. Wow. So now that's what I have. I have a permanent ileostomy. Hmm. So um, I had already been through it once, so I was like, yeah. I got this. It's no big <laughs> deal. I figured out this bag thing. I just got to figure it out on the other side of my body. So there were some challenges there on just I had holes everywhere yeah. and just yeah. trying to, you know, live with my new scars, if you will. Right. Yeah. So I have a, a lot of scars under these clothing that people don't see. Mm -hmm. Wow. But, uh, God has let me battle a lot to teach me a lot is how I look at it. My perspective mm -hmm. because of all these trials mm -hmm. and because of all these challenges, I feel he has opened my eyes to so much yeah. in this world. And my perspective has been shifted dramatically. Yeah. Wow. Dramatically. I like what you said 
God let me go through it because I don't necessarily believe everything happens for a reason. I don't believe God makes these bad things happen, but I think he allows us to go through some things because he knows we can learn so much and ultimately we can glorify him through what we learn. Absolutely. I love that you're doing that, Melissa. Um, That's so strong. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, definitely you tend to have a little bit more sympathy, mm-hmm. empathy mm-hmm. Yeah, empathy. for others. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, can you tell us how you had the strength and determination to push forward after every, not just every surgery, but every single day? That's a great question. I've asked myself that, honestly, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I personally okay. had that strength. I know that mm-hmm. at an early age, my... Um, family and has had me in and out of church and I was a part of FCA in high school and when I went into college my faith was strong Um, and me and my husband have talked about this many times is if I didn't have that foundation when I shifted over into college and that that strong just faith in God even though um, my my relationship with him was still I would say pretty young I was Mm -hmm. saved in middle school so I'd my relationship wasn't anywhere what it is today, and I'm still trying to make that relationship good, right? But transition out of high school into college with that strong foundation, I think, is what gave me the the hope, honestly. Mm-hmm. The hope that I was going to get pulled through to the other side, and the hope, and, and the, although I was scared at times, knowing that I was going to be carried through. Yeah. Even though it's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to have that foundation. Mm-hmm. Yes. As young as you can be. And when we have kids, do you have children? Yes, no, yeah, no. But keeping your kids in that foundation. Because yes. my husband's a youth pastor. And it's really hard to get the parents to understand it's so important for them mm-hmm. to show up. Because it's going to matter later on in life. They're yes. going to need that foundation. Yeah. That is important. And I relate to your story so much, Melissa, because I think, you know, with both of us having our athletic careers pretty much stolen from us when we were so so young, you were 19, I was 20. It's hard when you lose that identity. Mm -hmm. And I would kind of say the same thing about me. I had that foundation growing up, but I did not have a personal relationship with Christ when I lost my sight. I was not on the straight and narrow. I was far off. But that foundation, like we said, it's so important because when you don't know what to do, you can rely on that, even if you don't know that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Because I've said that a lot of times, where did I find the strength to keep praying when I felt like my prayers weren't being answered? Well, that's just, it was kind of ingrained in me with that foundation. So even if, you know, you're not on that straight and narrow, but you have that foundation, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And God can pull you back so easily if you allow him to. But tell us a little bit more about your husband and, and kind of how he's helped you along this journey, because I'm sure um, he's learned a lot as well and, and kind of gone through it with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I know the listeners can't see it, but <laughs> just when you said, tell me about your husband, my smile got so big. <laughs> like, um, I adore him. He, mm-hmm. I met him at the hardest time of my life. And this guy, I'm going to get teared up talking Aww. about it. <laughs> but I was sick when I met him, very yeah. sick. And... He accepted every bit of that. No. Every bit of it. Yeah. And he was a light to me in a very dark time. And he he was an athlete too. So he felt he felt a lot of what I was going through. And he played soccer in college. And so he was still playing after I'd have had to give mine up. And so that was hard showing up and watching him play the sport he loved so much, yet I'm battling 
this uh, disease that I was refusing to accept <laughs> at the time. I was determined that that was not the case. But um, that man has stood beside me and prayed for me and lifted me up and changed my bag and cleaned poo-poo off of me. Um, <laughs> so I do mean, you know it's real. All of it is so real. <laughs> and early on, you know, um, when he, when him and I met, I was sick. And then right, like I said, early on in our marriage, we had a lot that most married couples probably wouldn't have to worry about, and that is medical bills and yeah. medical problems that you think might just come later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that we were dealing with. And he, uh, we laughed because we were going to the same college my freshman year when I was doing well and I was playing ball. And it was a small college. It was Gordon College in Barnesville, Georgia. It is small. <laughs> you know everybody there, right? And him and I never crossed paths. Really? No. Wow. We did not meet until my sophomore year, which was when the diagnosis came. Wow. And him and I always say, you know, God lined us up at the right time mm-hmm. yeah. because he knew we needed each other then. Yeah. And here it is, like all this time has passed. And, you know, him and I have, when we graduated the University of West Georgia, we had our kind of careers that we were doing. I was uh, in eye care for quite some time and he was in pharmacy. And I never would have thought all these struggles and all these challenges that God had put us through, it was all because him and I were supposed to come together in business together to help sell Mm -hmm. medical equipment. And I actually get to help people with ostomies. And I never would have thought 20 years ago when God was just, all this, all these challenges are coming my way. And I was wondering why, Mm -hmm. right? That it was, and then he introduced me to Andy, that all this time it would be because him and I were supposed to be lined up together to serve God's people and provide them with medical help that we needed help with. 20 years ago, oh, right? amazing. And so it just, we we feel so blessed yet so overwhelmed at times, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, with still, I have challenges and I still have health challenges now. But as you grow as a Christian and as um, God's child and just in general in this world, uh, you learn to take some of these challenges a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way, Sarah? Claire? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing when you can look at your life now and you can look at all those obstacles and say, this is it. Like, this is what God has been preparing me for. And being able to see where you are now as a mission field pretty much. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. You don't have to work at a church Mm -hmm. to be in ministry. Amen. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Well, circling back around to your husband. Mm -hmm. So you're talking so highly of him, but I think he would talk the same of you because you're the type of woman who you allowed him to lift you up because a lot of women, Mm -hmm. including myself, I act like I can do it myself. Oh, you know, yeah. I don't need help. Same. And, and Jackson, my husband, he's always telling me, you have to let me lift you up because the Lord wants me to lift you up, but I can't do it without you helping me. But you did that for him. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. And I'm sure you're still yeah. doing it. Was that hard? Was that hard for you to let him help you with some oh, of that absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. I mean, he would tell you I'm, I'm hardheaded. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, very hard-headed. I think a lot of my family could say the same. <laughs> Seth's over here pointing at yeah. Sarah Claudia. <laughs> That's me. I like my independence. I, I do. Me too. Me and too. I didn't want to be laying in a bed and someone mm-hmm. taking care of me. I didn't want someone having to get me to the bathroom in the shower. And mm-hmm. I didn't want someone giving me pity. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also, and it took some time, 
what you, what I grew to realize is it's important to allow others to help you because it, mm-hmm. it's something that they need as well. Yeah. Yes. And it was very hard for me, even hard for me to accept help from my parents. I know that sounds silly, yeah. but when you are an adult and you want to be able to figure it out yourself and you want to be able to do it yourself and you also don't like to see, you don't want others to see you suffer mm-hmm. or, in, or in pain. And so that's, it is hard yeah. to let you, someone else lift you. Yeah. And you feel guilty, you know, when you do open up, but yeah. I've learned, you know, a lot about being vulnerable. And even right now I'm studying Jeremiah and it's talking about, you know, surrendering to God and we, we have to surrender to God in order to let him help us. But we also have to surrender to those people that God has put in our lives to help us. Yes, exactly. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I think we could all agree there's people that have come and gone in your life at certain times. And you wonder, like, what happened? We kind of yeah. grew apart. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about it, you're like, wait a minute. God just let those people come in my life at the right time. Yes. Yeah. And it's okay that we're not best of buds right now and talk every day. But that relationship we had in that time period was special. Exactly. Yeah. I even have ex-boyfriends, you know, like Mm -hmm. it sounds crazy, Mm -hmm. but they helped me through really hard things at the right time for a small season. Yeah. But so look at everything as a blessing. Just take it in stride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good point. And Sarah Claudia, I've seen you just soar lately. Mm -hmm. You have completely opened up to people around you and just letting them help you. It's all about my prayer life, honestly. Mm -hmm. And and you mentioned it when you're talking about your husband, how he prayed for you. And I'm sure you, you prayed for him as well, but I've learned to not take my problems to the world, but take my problems to God and just really bother him relentlessly with those problems (laughs) until I feel him answering me. And it's brought me so much peace in so many different parts of my life. So yeah, you're knocking at the door. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's answering. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Melissa, can you tell us the biggest challenges that have come from your surgeries? And we were talking earlier before the podcast started about the social challenges that you've been through. That's a great question. Um, One that probably comes to mind the most and the being the social aspect Mm -hmm. of it is that a lot of people, when you look at me, you don't know what that story I just told you, you had no idea. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. would have had no idea. You have no idea what's under these clothes, do you, Mm -hmm. right? And and that's great. Yeah. But also, I'm a 39-year-old woman who's been married for 14 years, right? Mm -hmm. So most people wonder... Where are your children? Oh, no. Right? Yeah. I even asked that earlier. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. No, don't be sorry. Because it gives me an opportunity to also, first of all, recognize that my story is different. Yeah. Second of all, you shouldn't feel bad for asking. That's a natural social question. You want to know because it's a way for you to interact and connect with people, right? That's true. But socially, sometimes you can allow yourself to feel badly because you haven't reached those milestones. Like, mm-hmm. like obviously some people, oh, okay, well, I haven't gotten through college yet. Maybe I don't want to go to mm-hmm. college. I haven't graduated. Okay. Do I want to get married? Well, I don't know. Maybe I haven't gotten married yet. And society's mm-hmm. making me feel like I should have yeah. been by, right by now, or I haven't had children and all those things. Right. So I think the social aspect, the hardest thing was accepting the fact that I would get those questions early on because when they saw Andy and I, we looked like this like young, vibrant couple. <laughs> like, why don't you have children? Well, because we've been through a whole lot. Yeah. And my body just, I was too sick all those years. And now that we're healthy, we're honestly, 
Sure, do we want children? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we're enjoying each other being healthy because we've never had it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and awesome. I know that sounds silly, but mm-hmm. we had so many hard years of sickness and so many hard years of financial burden that we are trying to understand. And not that we don't pray for children because we mm-hmm. want children one day, but we're also trying to allow God to give the peace that we are just enjoying one another. And we've accepted the fact that if we don't have children, that we have each other and that health mm. that we have now, we hope we continue to keep it because we love traveling. I know mm-hmm. I shared this with Sarah Claudia. Like yeah. I love, <laughs> we love a good adventure. Yes. We like to push ourselves and we love traveling. And so, you know, if God blesses us with, with children, that is great. But I know that his, my story and Andy's story is different than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes children don't fit into that story yeah. and sometimes yeah. they do. Right. So I think that's probably the biggest social barrier is that when you look at Andy and I, you have no idea that our marriage has been full of those difficult times. Mm-hmm. But I bet it's only brought y'all closer oh, and closer yeah. to God. Absolutely. And then how about work with your husband? How about that yeah. one? That, <laughs> yeah. that is challenging, and but good too, right? Because yeah. we've been able to stop and connect with one, one another on a way that we couldn't before and recognize some of our strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm communicate better and we have bad days where we communicate poorly or we're getting on each other's nerves because I mean you live together you work together it's good you're gonna have some bad days but uh, we have learned to rely on each other and enjoy the times and enjoy the healthy times Mm. and we have to be reminded of that sometimes when you want life to happen faster than it's happening you have to remind yourself wait a minute you remember five years ago, six years ago, it was rough. We're doing yes. all right. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Reminding yourself it's it's not your timeline, it's God's timeline. Yeah. And yeah. makes you so much more appreciative of things that maybe other people take for granted. Like I know you and your husband, you love to go on hikes yes. and, and just enjoy being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure there was a time where you were in the hospital or sick and you thought, am I ever going to be able to do those things? Absolutely. Yeah. The little things like, am I ever going to be able to sit up straight again? Mm-hmm. Um, have that muscle built back to where I can, like you said, enjoy a hike and and all those little, the little things yeah. that we take for granted, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that brings us perfectly into how we always end the podcast. And we like to end with pieces of light. And for anybody who's listening, who's new, pieces of light are really just our takeaways and the positive aspects that we can find in a maybe not so positive situation. And I know we've kind of touched on a lot of different things, but if you could pick out like one or two pieces of light and kind of ways that your barriers have turned into your blessings. Mm, That's so good. A lot of my barriers, I would say the physical part of it was just in the beginning. The, Allowing other people to hear my story has taken time. Mm -hmm. So allowing God to uh, let me be honest and open so that others can learn from me and learn from my uh, challenges, my setbacks, my mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I kept a lot of my story to myself for a while and only the people closest to me knew about it. Even in my work life, they only knew some pieces of it. And it was if I was gone for an extended amount of time going through surgery, but they didn't really know the impact it was having on my life. And I regret sharing some of it earlier because when you open up, people can learn from the hardest and the darkest times in your life 
if you allow them to understand what you've gone through and what God has brought you through and what he's taught you. And so I'm learning that and I'm still learning that. Mm-hmm. Uh, being here with you tonight is uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. and it's hard, right? Then I'm sitting here sharing things with you about myself to people who I don't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes you uncomfortable. But it also, I know that this isn't for me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This isn't for me. Yeah. Uh, it's not for any of us in this room. It's ultimately to glorify God mm-hmm. and Amen. and his people. Right. Yeah. So there's someone out here that needs to hear us tonight. Yeah. What Even we're talking if it's about. just one person. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I've always said. If, mm-hmm. if my story could just reach one person and let them see the glory of God through everything I've struggled with it makes it worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just Absolutely. reaching that, that one person who needs to and me and Erica, so we get so <laughs> caught up sometimes with numbers on my social media, yeah. how many oh, people yeah. have read the blog, how many oh, yeah. people have done this or that. And mm-hmm. we just have to sit back and we have to think, you know, if it just reached that one person who really needed to read it or hear it, or whatever it is, then it's worth it. Exactly. Yeah. And we had Stephanie on the podcast. I don't know if you heard those two episodes, but she actually told Sarah Claudia that so many people reached out to her and said her story blessed them. Mm -hmm. And Sarah Claudia and I had no idea because they reached out to her personally. Mm -hmm. So we never know who might reach out to you and Mm -hmm. you could change their life. And who, how many people you'll never hear about that just, they just hear it and they are struggling with the same thing or, you know, going through something similar and they think, wow, that, that was such a blessing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been a blessing to me. Thank you so much for being brave. I know it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I get scared every time we start this. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, there's nothing better than to get uncomfortable. That means you're growing. Exactly. We are. Yeah, we are. Well, I thank you so much for being here today. I was blessed by this conversation. I think our listeners will as well. Mm-hmm. And is there any way if people want to follow along with you? I know you've started doing some speaking. I don't know if you're still doing mm-hmm. anything. If you want people to keep up with your story in any way. Yeah. Well, I did. I do have a blog. I'll be honest. I'm not real active right now because I'm heavy <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in helping out with our business and the marketing and all for that. Um, but it's called ain't got no colon. How about that? <laughs> I love that. Got no colon. That's awesome. You got to have fun with it. Right. So, uh, there's a blog there and I, I've been a little detached from it, but mm-hmm. also I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page and I do want to get reconnected. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I am trying to still put myself out there, Sarah Claudia for mm-hmm. the speaking and the, um, kind of maybe some consulting side yeah. to yes. do with leadership as well. So those are things I'm just dabbling in. So yes, yes, I am there and I have a presence on social media. Forgive me as though I'm not very <laughs> active and I'm working on that. Hey, well, okay. <laughs> perfect. Well, thank you so much yes, again. And always remember you can go over to my social media and follow me on Instagram at Sarah Claudia on Facebook at Sarah Claudia Tillman. And make sure you head over to my website, sarahclaudia.com and sign up for my email list. You'll get notified for any of my updates, blogs, podcasts, and exciting news. If you haven't already heard, I now have my book out, Blind Faith (laughs) Devotional, 30 Days of Finding Light, Building Faith, and Choosing Joy. And you can head over to Amazon and get yourself your own copy. Yay, so exciting. That's so awesome. That's so (laughs) great. And I've read it like 20,000 times. Oh yeah, my editor over here. (laughs) Yeah, but it's amazing. And I would read it 20,000 more times to make this thing happen. I can't wait to get it. I'm so excited. And, but thank y'all all again. And as always, we hope that you will continue to find light regardless of your circumstances. See y'all next time.